Hello, football faithful. My name is Eric Warner. Welcome to the Double Doink Podcast. I'm with my co-host here, Brennan Deeg. Ready to go for the ninth episode. How are you today, Brennan? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, a little off topic here, but we got a Kawhi Leonard coming back to town. You know, yeah, uh, big so, one yeah, in about an hour. So we got a we got our savior coming back. But uh, yeah, I know I'm feeling good. I'm maybe soul just coming down on my high from that Eagles win on Monday night. Yeah, um, that was quite the wild comeback. Uh, snoozer of a first half, but um, we'll get into that later. Uh, yeah, let's touch on that a little bit later. Yeah, um, today I wanted to start with uh, probably the biggest news over the weekend, non-on-the-field related. Um, the Patriots being accused of cheating again. Yep. Again, I might add. Yeah, um, emphasis on again. What uh, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, I do think it's something's got to happen now. Um, I know they're still kind of doing investigating. I think a couple reports have come out saying that they actually have the tape. Uh, I believe what they say it was like eight minutes, eight minutes or something like that of the Bengals sidelines. Um, something has to happen here. Like you you can't let this go. Um, if I'm the NFL, I. I don't know if I believe their excuse or not. Um, their excuse was that they were recording some kind of like hype TV video, show? TV show, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I believe that excuse. Um, we did hear um, through the Twitterverse that that excuse was actually used in the last spy gate that they did in t- back in 2007. So it kind of sounds like it was – they already knew it was coming. Um, so I, Something's got to happen here. Bill Belichick's got to get suspended. No more just first-round draft pick. Nothing like that. Play the hammer down if you're the NFL. you got to do it. He's got to get suspended. Um, look, he's the coach. He's the GM. He is the dictator of the Patriots. You're telling me that they threw some guy in a Beng- in a Bengals press box and he didn't know about it? There is no way that he did not know about that. Yeah. Someone was up there. That's actually, yeah. the alarming thing for me is if they were filming the Cincinnati Bengals of <coughs> the 2019 Cincinnati Bengals, they're filming everybody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What are what are they not getting caught with? Exactly. Yeah. And like you say, clearly last time the punishment wasn't nope. severe enough. It hasn't changed anything. Um, I even they had another scandal with the Flake Gate, and I thought that the punishment on that was rather light. Mm-hmm. I feel like any other team would have got hit way harder, but it was the New England Patriots coming off the Super Bowl, and Roger Goodell didn't throw his, the hammer down. But actually, I hadn't even thought of the idea of Bill Belichick being suspended. Um, I, I don't mind that punishment. That actually exactly. probably hurts that, them the heart. Exactly. He and, and what else? What else do you do? Like, what, what do you think? Yeah. Like, what do you do? You take away draft picks. They've already done that before. It hasn't stopped them. You gotta, you gotta suspend the guy at the top. And Bill Belichick is at the top. Yeah. He's a coach. He's your GM. He's everything. He's Jack Moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Except for player. He's 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 coach and GM. He, you got to. Mm, I don't know. That's um, not a bad idea. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Um, whatever it is, I hope they uh, get proven guilty and something does happen. Yeah. Like, what are you cheating on the Bengals for? Yeah. Like, why do you need to film the Bengals? <laughs> so, so that tells like, me that uh, Bill. That tells me that Bill is very worried right now about the yeah, team. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there should be worried. Like, exactly. You're. Any other team, you probably would have believed the excuse that they gave, but it's the Patriots. They're they're definitely doing it. What are they not getting caught with? If they're if they're getting caught with this, they're definitely doing some other stuff. Like that's what's what they've been doing since two thousand and four, um, cheating against the Eagles in Super Bowl. They didn't get caught until a couple years later. 
But man, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, and I and I guarantee you, like I'll, I'll put money on it. They're not going to do anything with it. They're not going to spend them. I, I I bet you they won't do anything about it. Not a we'll chance. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Not a chance. So, um, there's also a theory going around out there that Bill Belichick has thrown this to the media to try to create distraction from the fact that the on-field Patriots right now are in an absolute tailspin. Yeah. <laughs> Another. They lost again this weekend. Yes, the referees did have a factor in that. I don't care. And I can't believe I'm even saying the fact that the referees <laughs> screwed over the Patriots. I wouldn't believe it unless I saw it with my own yeah. two eyes. But they did yeah. actually get screwed over by the refs. But like, if they have, they should feel bad at all. Like you could pull up. I saw a video on Twitter the other day. It's like, remember the Steelers, the Jesse James touchdown call yeah. back. The no, uh, they've gotten more the, calls than yeah. anybody. <laughs> that one Jets tight end, I can't remember his name. He jumped in the end zone. The ball went through, and he was clearly past the line. Like it's like every the Patriots are always getting calls for them. Those calls didn't matter. The Tom Brady still had a play at the three yard line there, right? With, yeah. After that touchdown, they still could have gotten the end zone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they, they shouldn't. You can't be blaming the refs there. Um, Look, I, I something's got to be done here, and and nothing will. And Roger Goodell's, uh, Roger Goodell's gonna have the Patriots back, and if they go on win the Super Bowl, just another asterisk again on on the <laughs> Super Bowl. Okay. Um. So, one of the other big questions about the Patriots, in fact, uh, why they're struggling, people are saying Tom Brady is over the cliff, and yep. he can't come back. <laughs> Um, I know we were talking before this about Brady next year, and you said something that blew my mind. Yeah. I don't see this happening, but would you yeah. like to tell the listeners yes. your theory on Tom Brady Hear me next out year? Hear me out here. He has sold his house. He has bought one in Connecticut, which is not that far anyways, but that's not the big one. He's gave up to his New England charity rights. He owns a charity in New England. He's passed it on to Julian Edelman, I heard. He will no longer be the president of this charity. So that was just done last week. He doesn't have a contract pass this season. Tom Brady looks done. Like he looks like it looks like this is the last hurrah. Um, they're looks they're doing anything they can possibly get right now to muster up offense for him. What do you think about Tom Brady potentially moving or going to the Miami Dolphins? I know it's laughable, but like I I, I can't. I was trying to think of teams that could potentially that could use a quarterback um, maybe for one two years. Uh, and I couldn't really think of anyone else besides Miami. Miami's like they, they got Brian Fitzpatrick's done there. Who knows what they got in Josh Rosen? Who would you rather have to bring up a rookie quarterback than Tom Brady? If you're yeah, Miami. Maybe. I just I don't know if he could would do that to his legacy. I just think of him as number twelve in that Patriots uniform. I have a real tough time. Yeah, I, I agree. Picturing him in another uniform. Um the interesting thing that's going to be to me is he doesn't have a contract at the end of the year. Do the Patriots bring him back? Yep. I could see him playing somewhere else, but only if the Patriots that, decide that's not point. to. Yeah, that's what. Why you can't bring, bring back, back yeah. a forty-two-year-old quarterback if you're top Bill Belichick. Yeah, that, <laughs> he's forty-two. It's just a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Father Time's undefeated. Yeah, and Bill Belichick is the most cutthroat in the business. It wouldn't be the worst decision to no, move on. Exactly. Like, why have they signed him to an extension yet if they want him back? There's no way that they go into the offense and go into the offseason, sorry, and they uh, and they just re-sign, like, another one-year deal. I don't see it happening. Um, 
it's either like I don't you made a good point. I don't see number twelve in any other jersey, but New England. But what's another team? Can you think of a team that you can potentially go to? Like I, I also think in his situation, he would only play for a contender. Yeah. I can't see him going somewhere to try to rebuild it team um yeah like so miami's got tons of draft picks they're loaded with picks they're loaded with cap they could easily make a run at some free agents teams go worse to first a lot right like in the nfl well yeah 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 you could flip a roster you could get a rookie quarterback a rookie quarterback in and tom brady could be the heir to it but he could always he could do that in new england as well uh i don't know maybe there's some tension there in new england that uh that no one knows about that will be coming out and obviously mm-hmm. just because of the lack of contract all this yeah. kind of around the or like off field stuff that's going on with tom brady but uh that's my theory i i think i think he's done i i do i do believe that he's done in new england um i don't know if he if it if it turns out to be bad blood i don't know if he'll want to retire i feel like he might want to stick it to new england but um We'll Oops. see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. From, yeah. All right, well, let's transition from one quarterback not playing well to somebody who is quietly on fire. That would be Ryan Tannehill. Titans are 6-1 and one in their last seven games since they made the switch. Yep. Um, shockingly, they're actually not in a playoff spot no, today. Yeah, seven seed in the AFC. But... They are chasing the Texans. They're tied with record for them. They still play the Texans two more times this season, so that will decide the division. Um, yeah, it's, if you are the Titans, do you pay Ryan Tannehill in this offseason? I do. I, I heard they're actually already looking into an, a contract extension with him. I did hear that. Um, I would pay him. Like, why not? You're six and one. You're absolutely rolling right now. Yeah, they are. They are leading the league in yards per play in that those last seven games. That is a stat that Vegas loves. Like that. That's like if you're gambling. Yeah, that yards per, per play is one of the most important stats in football. They are leading that stat right now. You, that uh, they're they're clicking on all cylinders. They've had some big wins. I think they beat the Chiefs in that run. They did. Uh, they, yeah. They, they've got. It's not like they're beating. They're beating scrubs. They're winning big games. Uh, it, it's it sucks that they were uh, that they were two and four before that, so that it, was, it might be a little too little too late. Their schedule is tough. They got Texans twice and Saints, yeah. um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little tough going forward. I would pay him. Like, what, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> you, you let yeah. Peggy, you might as well no, pay him. It, yeah, Mary Mariota um, just was he just was not exciting at all. Ryan Tannehill no. is slinging it around <laughs> yeah, the is. yard, and it is exciting. Yeah. Uh, the Titans have. As under Mariota, we're one of the most boring teams to watch. Yeah, exactly. It was run the ball for three yards, throw the ball for three yards, try to run it for another three. But Tannehill seems like he's got that offense uh, behind him believing. Um, so it was interesting to see if they get in because that winner of that South gets a home game against the Buffalo Bills. Um, looking like yeah. in the first round of the playoffs, That's a winnable game. That is a winnable game. Yeah. I don't. The Bills look good, but you're asking Josh Allen to go on the road and get a playoff win. Um, so whoever wins that South has is not sitting in a bad spot. Yeah, and it was. I was kind of. I was thinking. I don't know if I'm wrong on this. Alvin Kamara and Derek Henry they the same draft. Like he's Derrick Henry's yeah. not getting the same hype as he should be, right? This yeah. guy is bolding through the league. The Titans are eighth in rushing. Um, he is a uh, like that that, that year, yeah right? that duo of Tano and, and Derrick Henry is is right now is rock solid. Like Derrick Henry's one of those fantasy fantasy prizes this year. He's been um he's been uh, he's been awesome for them. And look, if what's what's broke what, what's not broken don't fix. So if I was the Titans, I'd definitely bring him back. 
Now they, like I said, it, it's going to come down to these last few games. If he, for instance, if he goes 0 and 3 and they go 8 and 8, which it could easily happen, you play Texas twice and the Saints, then you might have to rethink it. But um, yeah, they're, they're one of the be- they're probably one of the better stories in the league so far this year, I'd say. Yeah, and they fly under the radar. Like I, I threw a tweet, like I could never figure out the Titans in the oh, past the couple years. Yeah, you never know if they're going to win or lose. They're the hardest yeah. team exactly. I can never figure out what to do with them. Um, but as of late, it's they've, they've been a completely different team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh let's dive into that uh Monday nighter there. <laughs> let's do it. Um your Eagles get a scrappy win to help their case for the playoffs. <laughs> They're still under five hundred, but have a pretty good shot at making the playoffs. Um do you want to talk about that first half? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was on I was on the Eagles vs. Everybody podcast yesterday, and we we're just I was kind of reminiscing just how awful that offense was in the first half, how bad the the team was. Like Eli Manning throwing up 180 yards and two touchdowns against you, um, no movement at all on the offense. Couldn't get the ball, couldn't get first downs. Um, but they completely flipped the switch. Second half, second half was one of the more exciting halves of football I've watched um, with the Eagles in a long, long time. It kind of brought back some. Exciting memories of that 2017-2018 run, just seeing them win again, rallying around the team. Um, Boston Scott was a was a huge click. I don't know. That guy's been hiding in the wings in the Eagles' backfield all year, and he came in, and once he did, they the offense took off. Uh, it was an awesome win, and I'm hoping it transitions into something. Like, I, if you can't rally around that win, then what can you rally around? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this, is, this is as motivating you can get. you got three divisional games coming up to end the season. You have the playoffs right in front of you, literally for the taking. They have a better chance of winning than the Cowboys do. In my opinion, the Cowboys got to go. Um, they got L.A. Um, and uh, the Eagles, and then they got Washington. But look, it's right there for the taking for the Eagles, right mm. there. And I, and I don't, I don't see why they. If if they blow this, then there's major changes coming. Yeah, there. I think there's major changes coming, anyways. But I was, yeah. uh, I was watching that first half and. I was ready to come in here today and talk about how Wentz looked like Trubisky, just <laughs> missing every receiver. He only he was under a hundred yards in the first yeah, he half. He had ninety-five yards, and he was just missing guys. Also, nobody I've never seen an NFL team down to one wide receiver. Yeah, they had one at the end of the game. That, <laughs> I've never seen that happen. I don't. They lost Jeffrey in the first quarter. Um, yeah. And uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside went out with the last five plays with the like uh, I think he had a uh, tweaked yeah. hamstring. He's gonna be okay. But yeah, they, just the the game um, planning. Like, how, have you heard uh, a s- update on Jeffrey? Alshon Jeffrey's done for the year with a foot injury, so he's oh, done. Or I've been a yeah, huge blow. huge loss. Alsh, I'm waiting on Lane Johnson news. I've been kind of waiting all day, checking my phone. Nothing there yet. Didn't look good. It looks like a high ankle sprain, but he's battle. He's a tough guy. He might be able to battle through. We'll see. But like right. the game planning, like how do you go into an NFL game with three active wide receivers? Yeah, like, I, I, they got lucky to get out of there. Um, Zach Ertz picked up the slack. Yeah, also I don't know why the Giants refused to double him. Yeah, it, the only guy who's a threat no, on the we, field. He was wide open the last and, touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> and he's the most open guy on the field. Um. But anyways, uh, one of those two teams, the Eagles or Cowboys, are going to get in. And for all the concerns that the Eagles have, I think the Cowboys should be even more concerned. Yeah, They lost to a Bears team last week that, that played well, but the Bears' defense was missing Akeem Hicks, 
Danny Trevathan, Prince of Mukamara, yeah. and Roquan Smith. After Khalil Mack, those are probably our next four best defensive players. <laughs> yeah, you can and the Cowboys' offense was stymied. Yeah. Chuck Chuck Magano had a good game plan going against the Cowboys. Uh, I, didn't, we didn't ca- I wasn't able to catch any of that game. Um, I think I caught the fourth quarter. But, yeah, they, they, he's got... Dak Prescott's got zero excuses right now. Like he's got everything yeah. he could possibly want. I was gonna say the yeah. Eagles are banged six and seven and banged up. Yeah. Cowboys are six and he's seven and healthy. healthy. Yeah, everyone. You got Ellie. Your yeah. whole line's healthy. Uh, you got a, probably a top five wide receiver in Amari Cooper. You got a, a slot yeah. receiver in Randall Cobb, Michael Gallup. That's a solid crew. What else can yeah, you want? That's and, why Jerry's yeah. so pissed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be pissed too. Like what else? I don't. They have zero excuses. They're they're a dumpster fire right into. Um, I do believe they figured out against LA. I actually do think they're going to yeah. win that game. Um, they're on the ropes. If they lose that game, I think it's done for them um, completely, depending on the Eagles game. But um, I just I don't see how the Cowboys can go lose five in a row. I think they're lost four in a row now. <sighs> yeah, I know yeah. it's it's tough. It's 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 one of those things where. The NFL, you you want the NFL to kind of step in maybe and do something about this division. It's yeah. like <laughs> so it's a mountain. The winner, uh, the winner of this division, it's not easy though. They have to host either San Francisco or, or Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, it doesn't they don't, it, those those two those two teams are neck and neck right now too. We don't so know. So they're the t- they're, <laughs> that is not fair to them, but they will have to do it. Yeah, and. I kind of feel for them because that that's not an easy game. As poor as the Eagles and Cowboys yeah. are playing, it's just uh, that's the thing about the NFL playoffs. It's one game. Anything can happen in one game, and that is to ask for a West Coast team to come to the East Coast. That's not an easy task, no. and that's what you'll get rewarded for a 12-win season. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it could be 12 and four, and you could be looking at a wild card. But that's it's one of the, it's just the way the the kind of the NFC shaped up this year. Look, the NFC East has been dominant for years. Like three Super Bowl wins have come out of the division in the past twenty years, so no one can complain that it's just it's that one year off kind of thing. Well, the past couple of years, the Giants and Redskins have been bad, but um, the NFC is just shaping up that way, and uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be right to the end. I think it will come down to Week Sixteen, though. Eagles, Cowboys. I do want to touch on your Chicago Bears, though, a little bit here. Okay. Um, the Chicago Bears with a big win against Dallas um, last Thursday. And now you go into Lambeau Field with your season on the line. How is Mr. Eric Warner feeling about this? Um, <laughs> well, Roquan Smith yeah. being done for the year was a huge blow. Yeah. Um, there was talk about Akeem Hicks maybe being available this weekend. We're going to have to see um, that one. Same with Danny Trevathan. Those, you need all hands on deck yeah. when you're playing Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Who actually did only score 20, 20 points. points against the Redskins. Yeah, under 200 yards. Yeah, so, I mean, they haven't been clicking on all cylinders. Nope. Um, but Bears need to win out to even have a small chance, and that includes a win in Lambeau, a win against Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs, and then a win in Minnesota. So I'm not hopeful <laughs> at all, but yeah, it's- I guess – Hey, a win in Lambo. I mean, if you told me that the Bears are gonna win one game every year, I would just and I could pick. I would pick in Lambo every year. I those games always mean the most. Yeah. I would love to beat beat uh, the Packers. Just uh, help 
Minnesota win the yeah. division, I guess. I just hate the Packers. Yeah. So. Packers like the Cowboys to me for you, yeah. Yeah. So they, the Bears, it looks like the Bears' path to the playoffs is you need a Chargers win against Minnesota. So at the Chargers are at home. So Minnesota's got to go into the, uh, Los Angeles. You need the Chargers to beat them. And then the Bears to win their last three. It's yeah. not that. It, it would seem like that big of a hump. But yeah. just your schedule in Lambeau, Patrick Mahomes' yeah. Chiefs, and you got a... And then you got um, the, Vikings the Vikings. Actually, the, the Vikings could lose this week to the Chargers. I mean, beat the Chargers yeah. and lose next week to the Packers, and we yeah. would still. So you have need a one. Of, you need one of those two losses. Yeah. yeah, and then we. But the winning out is going to be the yeah. hard part. Um, Trubisky actually has played well the last two games. Um, but also Matt Nagy's play calling has been way better. So yeah, been... is it the chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what came first. They're yeah. both they're helping each other out. Hopefully, I just want to see that offense continue to get better. Um, it's not anything great right now, but it's also not the pathetic thing we saw yeah. against the Eagles earlier in the year. Allen Robinson is one of the most underrated players in the league right now. I, I think he's, he's playing. He's doing this up. with Mitch. He's going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I think he's good, and we can't yeah. afford to lose him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, Mitch Trubisky's playing well. He's playing for his job right now. He knows that if he doesn't if he doesn't rally this team, look, if you can go ten and six and miss the playoffs, you've got to give Trubisky another chance, not right? Like if you went out, say you went out, and you don't make the playoffs. Like what are you going to do with Trubisky? You bring you a ten six. It's just the way yeah. the cookie crumbles in the NFC. This here um oh and this is that's the really frustrating thing that we're we're seven and six right now and we blew two games earlier down the in (laughs) earlier in the year um missing a kick against the chargers and we laid an egg against oakland in uh london in london so if we have those two wins it's a completely different story yeah but also um the Rams are uh, the Rams are still kicking around in the NFC. Yeah, they're they're playing good football as of late. They're uh, eight and five, so they're yeah. one game back right now. After that Ravens debacle, was it Monday night or Sunday night? It was Ravens Rams. After the everyone's given Sean McVay a hard time, he's he's done something in that locker room because they're playing awesome right yeah. now. No, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> He, he he started giving Gurley the football yeah, again. Exactly, they yeah. started leaning on Gurley, giving him more than twenty touches a game, and that offense has just taken off. Yeah, they, so they're they're at Dallas, at San Francisco, and then finishing against the Cardinals. Taking a look at this NFC playoff picture, like it was completely. It looked like Viking Saints had two wild cards locked up about maybe two weeks ago. Oh, uh, Vikings, sorry, Vikings and uh, either Seahawks or 49ers. Yeah. One of those teams had though they looked like they had the wild cards kind of locked up. But you take a look at it now. The Vikings could be in a little bit of trouble with these the Bears and Rams coming on. Um, but you know the yeah. Vikings, like you said, LA is not a LA is not a tough LA is a tough out. The Chargers have a a plus point differential and they're five and eight. How do you that, like yeah. explain that to me, folks? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't get it. They're they're a team that also I can't figure out. They're I think they've only like every loss they've had has been by like less by three points or less. When um, they lose, it's in, it's a close game. Um, yeah. yeah, they're they're. I I, I want to see. I, I hope for your Bears. I want to see them in the playoffs. I hate the Minnesota Vikings, man. I I do. I despise them. Uh, their fan base with uh, with like the thirty eight seven, the whole Nick Foles thing a couple years ago. Their fan base is uh, after the Minneapolis miracle. They were all cocky, and they still are. I don't know. I want to see your Bears make it through. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's finish off today's episode with a quick um, Thursday night football betting preview. Um, it's a pretty stinker of a game, but when you got the point spread involved, uh, maybe it will be interesting. Um, the Baltimore Ravens are favored by 14 points against the New York Jets. Um who would you take in that? Is uh is is Lamar Jackson cleared? Like I heard he had a quad injury. He did have yeah. a quad injury. He appeared on the injury report, but last I heard uh, that he was playing. Um, I wondered that could actually lead to him maybe playing less snaps. Um, if they get up. Um, also uh, that Who's could. Their mean... backups RG three, right? Yeah, RG three. He'll he could come in and run the offense. It's all built yeah. around someone like that. And actually, if he yeah. is dealing with any sort of injury, he should not be exactly. playing. Exactly, I was thinking. I game. was just thinking that. Yeah, this is. I don't know what the top of the AFC looks like, but it looks like we should be able to clinch one soon, yeah. right? Um, um, it'll be interesting to see the Jets injury report too. Jamal Adams could be a big factor in that. If he's out, their defense has nobody on yeah. it. Um, <laughs> what a stinker of a game. Yeah, right? oh that's a brutal God. game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd probably lean Jets points just because I don't, I don't, I never like betting. Uh, I never like taking uh, over 14. Um, yeah, it's a lot of points. Yeah, I, I never like doing that. But, um, Man, Something I wish. See, like, I wish around this time of year they would just scrap Thursday night football. Like, same. yeah, like you have three weeks left. Throw it all on Sunday. Like, this yeah. is. I don't, I don't like. I don't like Thursday night football. Um, this might be the last one. Yeah, it could be. I think they have Saturday games next week. Yeah, yeah, which I like do. more. Yeah, that, that's way cooler. Um, but I do want to touch on before we go. Um, we were talking about this last week. Uh, the 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 video of fishing, like the officiating. Sorry, the. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're talking about how the replay? Um, yeah the replay like we we're talking about how that needs to be changed. I want to throw an idea but your way. Um, why don't they just have one guy in the stands and watches every play, and then if anything he thinks that anything goes wrong, he singles down to the uh, the refs. He could be pass interference, it could be holding, it could be anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like don't don't single to pass interference. Don't like don't single to fump. Like have just one guy right. be a scout and just watch the whole game and and go from there. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. It, my my problem with that though is um, I wonder. So would he then buzz down to the referee and say you need to review yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. I think that leads to way too many reviews. Yeah, but like so, um, what, let's okay. Let's take away like holding or illegal contact or little dicky donkey penalties like that. I'm talking like the pass interference at yeah. the end of the game, end of games. Like um, yeah. I, I don't like I don't know how you fix it. Like I can't think of another way. It's broken yeah. right now. The the the, the system. Yeah, it's system broken. broken. Yeah. What I I wouldn't mind seeing um, something like that, but he already makes the call and signals it down so that that guy doesn't go review the referee on field doesn't go review so i don't know how many times i'm watching a game and before they go to commercial they show the play and you can see instantly like that that patriots touchdown it took one review of the play to know his foot was was inbound yeah and then (laughs) so normally when you if that was challenged that would cut to commercial it would take that guy a few minutes to put on the headset, look at this thing, and go. And you get back from commercial, and the guy's still looking at yeah, it. Like, well, we all knew uh, three just minutes ago. Just look at the jumbo yeah, <laughs> Three minutes ago, we knew that that was a touchdown. Uh, yeah. Why are we still reviewing this? Yeah, exactly. And so I-, I would only like that if that guy up top has full power that it is his call right away. He presses the button and says, no, this is the call. And the referee doesn't even think about it. He just says, okay. 
and changes the call. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree with you. I just I don't I, I think that's the only way to do it. I, I like it better that you actually just you are like the guy at top is the yeah. the dick is like is the one in charge. But the of The problem call. is these super slow mo cameras <laughs> that can get every. Like, people do have to realize yeah, that these are the best officials in the world. Yeah. And this game moves at such high speed. And when these cameras get to these super slow-mo angles, everybody at home on their couch thinks they're the best ref in the world. Yeah. Um, they. Uh, I did hear that the NFL is going to be taking a hard look at their officiating after the year. The um, the head of officiating and the Roger Goodell are going to be meeting. So I did hear that there, there might, could be some changes coming in the NFL officiating department, um, which is good. Well, yeah, I want I want to talk about before we go. Um, it was yeah, good. No, yeah, I, good. yeah. Um, I definitely think there the system's broken. There should be a change. Well, folks, that is our episode. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to um, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on and rate us five stars. Every rating does help. And we shall see you next week.